Welcome to the Not A Fakers That Boy Malcolm Show. Um, doing another show in my home. Uh, I just got home from work. A um, few things going on. Uh, Sunday morning. Uh, after a very, very, very busy week in sports this weekend. Uh, there's a lot of things going on. It's the uh, beginning of NFL free agency. Um, uh, there's, um, some movements going on. There are some teams making some moves, uh, setting up for free agency. There are teams that are making moves to, uh, get rid of salaries, uh, cut salaries. There, there's a lot of things happening, uh, in the NFL right now. And also, uh, the, uh apparently, you know, this week, most, um, Ray Allen, Ray Allen decided, uh, He's not gonna play this season for anyone. Uh, that was this. Uh, th- that was this thing all season that Ray Allen was trying to figure out what team he's gonna play for. That was a lot of options out there. He he was uh, considering going to Cleveland. He was uh, considering going to. Let me think. Uh, I think San Antonio was a consideration, and I think that was a consideration for Golden State. I'm not sure on the Golden State one, but I know Cleveland and San Antonio were strong considerations, and he decided to hang him up for the year, I guess, being around his family, he, for a change, for a chance, I guess he enjoyed himself around his family, but he's not quitting, he's not ending his career in the NBA, he just decided that it is a good time to take a, a break, and Maybe he he will revisit it next season. Um, Larry Fitzgerald ended up uh, getting his uh, contract renegotiated, but unlike uh, Larry Fitzgerald, Andre Johnson of the Houston Texans did not do the same thing. Uh, what happened is uh, Andre Johnson's uh, from this week. A lot of happened with the Houston Texans and Andre Johnson. Andre Johnson decided to request for a trade. Now, there are speculations that are going on that the Texans told Andre. And actually, Andre said it himself that uh, that he would uh, not be able to start every game this season. And he would he would, uh, he would would uh, only have around 40 catches this season. Now, I would say unto that, this comment was made after the Texans asked him, after he asked what's going on for the season, and the Texans requested he make a salary cut. And he said no. So pretty much this was, to me, this just sounds like a way to let Andre out the door. And it it, it doesn't make um, Andre look like the bad guy. And it I think that's what the, really what it was, was to make Andre not look like the bad guy. Even though it was really... It was really about the salary. It was the fact that the Texans did not want to pay Andre Johnson $16 million to be a number two receiver. And there are a lot of fans that are out there that are upset about this. Uh, They're arguing about why does he have to take a pay cut. And people don't realize that's what this league is. These are the same fans who get upset when players in the NFL decide to hold out. These are the same fans. And that's just the way this league is. You hold out when you see your value high, and you basically teams have the option to to uh, to request you take a pay pay cut or release you. 
because it's a high hit. Andre Johnson in particular, his salaries was at $16 million. And by by trading or cutting him, he would he would be his salary. I mean, uh, they would only have a hit of a uh, of around eight, seven or eight million this year. Let me. I can be a little bit more accurate with that. Yeah, seven or eight million this year would have been the hit with Andre Johnson if. He would have uh, took the initial pay cut. Um, uh, well, I'm not. Excuse me. If uh, it would have been a seven, eight million dollar, it, it is a seven to eight million dollar uh, hit on the salary cap by trading him. I don't think the Texans are going to be able to trade him because one, you just saw recently that uh, that Brandon Marshall just got traded to the the New York Jets for a fifth round draft pick. Brandon Marshall is around 27, 28 years old. He's still, he's in the midst of his prime of his career, and he was only worth a fifth-round draft pick. So what that would say about a 33-year-old Andre Johnson, who's on a downturn of his career, I don't think there's much value in trade commodities. That's, I don't see any team trading for him. Well, they know the Texans also is going to release the guy. Now, uh, in other news, uh, NFL news, the Indianapolis Colts have decided that they're not going to b- try to bring Reggie Wayne back. And this is an example of how this league works. The, when you get become an age and age and you are, let's say, you're not a quarterback. The quarterback is probably the only position that teams do not hold on. I mean, teams try to hold on to unless they have other options. Other positions, they feel that they can find a replacement. That's just simply how the league works. You saw this as in replacing guys, otherwise you saw this with the Indianapolis Colts when they uh, when Peyton Manning was out for the season, and they ended up with Andrew Luck. They traded Peyton Manning, and that's the deal about it. You can still find trade partners once that happens. Once you once you you have to draft. I mean, you are drafting high enough to replace a guy. You can find trade partners. It's not very difficult. Dante Culpepper went for a second round draft pick when his legs were shot. So that so it happens a lot. But with, with receivers and definitely with running backs, people in Phil- that was another trade. People in Philadelphia were upset this week that uh, Philadelphia traded a uh, traded a uh, McCoy to the Bills for an inside linebacker, which. To me, it sounds like uh, Detroit is making is setting up to make a move to to fix their their. Oh, this is what I was looking for. Detroit was is setting up a move to uh, to fix their all their holes on their team via free agency. Oh, as I mentioned, by the way, Peyton Manning also took a four million dollar pay cut. So this happens. Players take pay cuts. Um, also what was announced, uh, the players who were tagged, franchise tag, uh, Justin Houston from the Kansas City Chiefs, Demarius Thomas for the Denver Broncos, uh, Des Bryant for the Dallas Cowboys, Jason Pierre-Paul of the Giants, Steven Gukowski of the Patriots, Charles Clay of the Dolphins, 
And of notable names that are not franchise tagged, and Dominic and Sue of the Detroit Lions, Julius Thomas of the Denver Broncos, DeMarco Murray of the Dallas Cowboys, Devin McCourty of the New England Patriots, Randall Cobb of the Green Bay Packers, Jeremy Macklin of the Philadelphia Eagles, Jerry, J- Jerry Hughes of the Bills, and Jordan Cameron of the Cleveland Browns. Now, some are jumping on why Sue wasn't franchise tag, and it would have been a $26.8 million pay hit. It would have been that's that it would have been a cap number of $26.8 million. Um, I think what's going on with Dominic and Sue is he's looking for a JJ Watt $100 million type deal. I think he might end up with uh, surpassing Watt as the highest played player in the in, uh, defensive player contract of all time even though I do believe J.J. Watt's a better player but Sue's going to get a high contract because the market's going to bear it and you have a lot of teams like the Colts you have a lot of teams like the Colts um, winning teams like the Colts and Eagles and Bengals who have a lot of salary and the Packers they they have a lot of salary uh, space and you have real I say bad teams like the Jaguars, hungry teams that are trying to uh, trying to make a big splash and trying to build their team up, like the Jaguars, Raiders, Jets, and Browns. Now and the Titans. Now I can I can pretty much I can pretty I don't pretty much see in the Colts going after a Sue or any of the major teams or the Eagles definitely not because I think they're going to try to build themselves with uh, pretty much smart money as in they're trying to fill up all their holes and like I say they have a bunch of holes filled before the draft now I get to that now I think the uh, Eagles in general what their plan is is uh, to use if you fill up those holes doing free agency you can use the draft to sign I mean, uh, to draft, you can package, actually package a lot of your draft picks up. And I think they're targeting Mariota. Uh, I think it's the move that uh, uh, Kelly wants to make. Kelly wants to get his quarterback from Oregon. And honestly, if that happens, I think it's a smart move on his part. It's a guy that knows. He knows. Well, Kelly, Brian Kelly knows what, what Mariota can do. And he can fit them into that system and 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 use Mar- play Mariota to his strengths and maybe sit him down for his first year because you still have under contract you still have Nick Foles. Now there's some speculating that they they might consider trading Nick Foles, which is a consideration. And if they do that, that's more draft picks to package to to try to get uh, Mariota. Now other things of note. Um, other things of excuse me. Other things of note, like um, contract situations. Uh, there are some players who uh, who may get cut. Some thinking uh, Sam Bradford of the Sam Bradford of the uh, Rams. Uh, Kansas City, Tomba Hall, Tomba Hall, 
Marcus Colston. I'm, I'm actually seeing a lot of cuts coming from the New Orleans Saints in particular. The New Orleans Saints cap number is highly atrocious. They'll work. They have they're 16 million over the cap as we stand right now. They have to find a way to at least get that uh, to eliminate that number. They got to they got to find 20 million dollars in in spending money. To, I mean, twenty million dollars. They gotta cut their salary by twenty million dollars to at least be able to sign the draft picks. Um, and the reason, and also the reason why, okay, the, and the Patriots—they're four million, almost five million on, over the cap. So people are wondering, um, the uh, uh, the players I named, uh, Andre Johnson and uh, and and Reggie Wayne, would they go to the Patriots? And that's the reason why I don't see it happen as them going to the Patriots. Now, as of right now, the Cowboys five million under, uh, under the cap. They they're either they're gonna have to make some cuts, or they're probably gonna release some. Play- they're gonna have to make some cuts, or just let Demarco Murray walk. People are considering them uh, trying to go after Adrian Peterson, and I don't see that happening. One, he's still on the contract with the Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota Vikings, even though he's upset with the organization because he feels that they didn't support him during the whole child abuse allegations of last year, which I can understand both sides of that of that situation. But as of right now, I still I believe personally I believe Adrian Peterson will be back in a Vikings uniform, and if if not, he'll be traded to maybe someone in the AFC. I don't see. The Vikings just letting, just releasing Adrian Peterson and letting him walk to Dallas. And I don't see, if they did release Adrian Peterson, I don't see Dallas being able to sign him for a measly $5 million. So either Dallas is going to have to make some cuts or, or they're going to, uh, yeah, well, they're just going to have to let guys walk. Uh, strong players in the free, like I said, the strong players in the free agency of well, well endowed teams: the Colts, the Eagles, Bengals. Which is strange is usually the Bengals. They're usually, as of late, they've been winning and they're not. They haven't really been signing anyone. The Packers. Now there are teams that are on that edge, like the Cubs, like the Chargers and Bears, and I will consider the Bills on that cusp. Now. Seattle has a good space as of right now, $24 million, but they're going to have to re-sign some of their guys. Or they're going to have to, you know, they also have to set up for a future contract with uh, Russell Wilson, who is probably going to get around five years, $115, $110 million contract soon. So they can't end up overtying themselves, the guys. And uh, the Broncos... As earlier uh, mentioned, Peyton Manning took a cut. They're standing at uh, $19 million under the cap. Now, other players of a note, another play, a few other players of note that are uh, free agent, I mean, uh, who may end up getting cut or, did, or maybe they're going to have to figure something out is Jake Loans of the Rams. Amar Brooks of the 49ers and Jahari Evans of the Saints, which he, 
like I say, the Saints are horribly under the cap. I mean, over the cap. And he's an $11 million pay, uh, cap hit. Now, um, also the Houston Texans release uh, Myers, the, the center. Uh, hopefully, at, for that team, uh, hopefully they, they're able to make a smart move. Either either uh, Brandon Brooks can step in a solar field, can step in to play center, or they find someone in the draft, and that has been that team's problem. The Texans in general, like I said, I'm from Houston, Texan fan, Houston sports fan. The Texans in general, their issue is, like, people are jumping on the idea of cutting guys. Their issue has never really been cutting guys. Their issue has really been replacing the guys they release. Um... They recently signed, re-signed uh, Newton, the right tackle, which to a five-year, I want to say $25 million contract, and they re-signed uh, Kareem Jackson to a four-year, 36, I think it was five-year, $36 million contract. It's, I forget it, the, how many years on it. Um, people, Texans fans were getting upset about that because they, they was like, how can you find money to sign, re-sign these guys? And you have to, you're letting, uh, uh, you're letting Andre Johnson go. And the reason why is because I don't know if you, people have really paid attention. If you paid attention to last year, Newton, the drastic improvement under a different coaching staff, um, and it's not really that much of a pay for a right tackle, around four to five million dollars a year for Newton. And Kareem is your number one corner. Yes. People might not realize it, but Kareem is your number one corner. I wouldn't be surprised if Jonathan Joseph has let go after this because he, from health issues, he, he's lost a lot of speed. Uh, not really a strong corner. Uh, there's a possibility the Texans might release uh, Jonathan Joseph. Now, in other news, uh, I mean, also... And um, going over the players, um, like earlier discussed, uh, Randall Cobb has been re-signed by the Green Bay Packers. He's agreed to a deal with the Packers. And and also, there's a lot of speculation on what, you know, with, uh, if the... Detroit Lions will be... Oh, that's another thing I wanted to get on. There's a lot of speculation with the uh, Chicago Bears after really, uh, trading Brandon Marshall. What is their plans for 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 Jay Cutler? Or that there's been this thought that they may trade Jay Cutler. And I would say... Jay Cutler is an example of the very good stage when it comes to quarterbacks teams getting married to guys who are very good which when you get married to a guy who's very good it prevents you from getting a guy who could who could be great or elite and now at the same time it's tough to replace a guy that's very good and also you don't want to be the team to let a guy that's very good who may jump to to great status but at this point Jay Cutler's career he's who he he is who he is he's a guy who 
turns the ball over a lot. He takes way too many risks, unnecessary risks. And some would say he's a tough quarterback to be a teammate with. Now, I would say to that is the things that people criticize Cutler uh, for as in being a teammate-wise is the same thing they would say if they positive traits about him if the 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 Bears are winning. Think about what Philip Rivers was winning in a uh, uh, excuse the ambulance sound, <laughs> but when Philip Rivers was winning in San Diego, he was one of those quarterbacks. He was a good quarterback, a uh, very good quarterback on the cusp of being great, and then all of a sudden. When San Diego needed to make cuts, he wasn't that good anymore. He was a tough guy to play with. He, he was a loud mouth. All of a sudden, when you're not winning, you're a loud mouth. Now, now as I was saying earlier, here's my idea when it comes to the NFL and pay scales. Players... When you see your value high and you don't see yourself making what you what you feel that you should generate, you always hold out. It doesn't matter what the fans says and what the fans think about it because the fans, like I said, they're fickle. They don't really think about it. They they will kill you when a player holds out and at the same time they will some will kill you when uh when uh when a team at the same time when a team uh decides to release a guy I mean ask you to ask a guy to pay a pay cut you got fans who would demand you you take the pay cut and I'm on the way I'm on the idea of always hold out when you see your value high and get all the money you can when you're in your prime and when you're young so when you get older. If you haven't won championships, and if your team is on the cusp of winning a championship, you take a pay cut. And if you if you feel that you can find a team that can get you in championship mode, you get traded. So you try to go there. Now at the same time, once if you're winning while you're young, you can be a little bit more arrogant when you're older, and you can play for money. You can still, you can just hold them like, I don't care. You, you can go play. Like, people criticize uh, Jerry Rice for playing in Seattle and playing in, uh, I want to say, I know he played for the Raiders, but I want to say he also tried to play in, I, it, I know it was Seattle, but I want to say it was Denver, too. I could be wrong about Denver. Uh, or Emmitt Smith playing in, in, um, uh, Arizona, you can do that. You can play for the money when you're old, when you're winning young. And that's what you do. You you milk that. You milk it for every dime that you could get, especially if you got them got the rings early. Now, now I'm now I'm gonna switch subjects on you. Uh, as in sports, uh, switch subjects sports wise. Uh, the NBA, there are just there's this idea that the MVP race is, uh, there's these people flashing the idea of Russell Westbrook. Although I will say he's playing amazing. 
he is basically playing like Oscar Robinson right now. He's scoring, he's defending, he he's he's averaging almost a triple double for the last month. The problem is people are saying that he's he's a MVP candidate. The problem is is I will I, I consistently say this. You're not gonna win the MVP in the NBA when you're eighth, seven, eighth, six, seven, eight C team on. And people always say it's the best player, best team, and it's not the best player on the best team award. What it becomes is the most valuable player of the league, and what makes you more valuable is one, you're on a, a, a one of the top winning teams, and you are playing amazing. That's the reason why Steph Curry. It, it remains honestly, it remains a three-man race to me. Steph Curry, James Harden. And LeBron James. Now people have forgotten about LeBron James, but yeah, LeBron James. <laughs> let's just say LeBron James is not playing terrible this year. Now, now I'm gonna get off. Uh, I'm gonna go to a different subject for a little bit. Uh, uh, WWE. Uh, our last week I was going through speculations and I, I really didn't go through all the speculations I want to get to. Um, when I was talking WWE, uh, I was, uh, explaining my predictions for WrestleMania and I was, I wanted to get to the point of predicting what the card would be. And I've only, I only named the official matches and I want to get off on, uh, the fact that I, I believe, uh, you might have a situation at WrestleMania, which Natalie, uh, Natalie Nightheart get involved with a match with uh, Naomi, and I could see a intergender or a mixed tag match with with the tag team champs uh, Cesaro and Tyson Kidd and uh, uh, Natalie Nat, Nat, uh, Nightheart. Versus Naomi and the Usos. I can see that. Or I can see um, a match in which um, a match in which uh, Night, uh, Natalia Nightheart goes against uh, Naomi one on one. Now, there's a possibility because AJ Lee just made a return to help uh, to help uh, what is the woman's name? Uh, <laughs> uh, excuse me. Yeah, uh, AJ Lee came to help Paige to, uh, who's getting attacked by the Bella Twins. I can see a situation either of uh, a four-way match or even a six-way. You can chunk Natalie and, and Naomi in that match. Uh, or, or just a simple... One a tag team match. It could be a, a, a tag team match between AJ Lee and Paige versus the Bella. So I'm seeing something there develop. Also, I didn't mention the obvious thing that's gonna happen, and that's Stardust versus uh Cody Rhodes happening in WrestleMania. That is just so dead obvious that that's going to happen. And actually, people was expecting it last year, and I think it's smart the way they did it to build them as a tag team, and then. Build a new gimmick for Cody. Now, now, other speculation you got the like the Andre uh, the Intercontinental match uh, title match 
Well, it was already it's already known it's going to be a ladder match, and our truth and the obvious people that's involved with that match is our truth. Uh, Way Barrett, the champion, and what is this? and uh, Dean Ambrose. Now, I'm also speculating because, like I said, they had nothing for Daniel Bryan. They're going to. It looks. It appears that Daniel Bryan's going to be involved with this, and also uh, Luke Harper. So you're going to have that. That's probably going to be the ladder match. They might chunk somebody else in there, but it's looking like those are the guys in the ladder match. I guess because they don't have the money in the bank at WrestleMania anymore, and ladder matches generate so much entertainment for WrestleMania that you got to find a way to get a ladder match involved. Um, now, when we get on a personal level, uh, <laughs> things have changed up, uh, I'm currently, my, my, my job situation has changed up in which I am no longer going to have Fridays and Saturday nights off, I work nights, they're changing my schedule and having me work 12 hour shifts on Saturday and Sundays. I don't know how that affects the podcast. I'm going to have to figure it out. Um, I might have to either move the podcast, uh, start doing a podcast instead of doing it on Saturdays and Sundays. I might have to start doing it on a Friday, or maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe I may start doing it at work. I do have free time, even though, like if you heard the first very first episode, you hear you heard a lot of things like radios getting called. And I have to stop the show a few times over uh, certain minor issues that happens when I'm at work. Um, I'm not really very pleased about how they did it. It's because they, I find out that they may change my schedule next week by finding asking why the heck am I training someone when y'all haven't even told me or y'all changing the schedules. Y'all, they didn't make it official. And I have to call them like, when are you going to let us know? Yeah, we're going to start change the schedule and it's going to start Monday. Oh, it's nice that you didn't tell anyone that you're changing the schedule next week for everybody without telling them. Just, if you own a business, don't do that. If you're going to change your schedule for your employees, let them know a couple of weeks ahead of time. You know, you kind of like when people quit your job. You like to, them to give a two weeks notice. Yeah, you got to have some consider. This is the reason why people quit jobs and be like, the hell with you. Because you don't even give a notice when you're going to make changes. <laughs> you just expect the change to happen with no consequence. Now, so, but that's kind of one of the things that'll bug me. And I don't know what I'm going to do about it. Uh, apparently, my thoughts is because I have to get a second job because uh, I, I want to get my commission license renewed. So, I'm probably going to pick up a second job and for a few months and it does open up the opportunity if I get a better job offer, better money offer, I could walk or a better schedule offer, especially if I get all of above. Now I'm not in the rush to look for another job. I'm, my plan is is you know, use this extra money from a second job to one, take care of a little death, two, uh try to get some uh certain things uh, taking care of uh, uh, money wise uh, I mean uh, personal wise I want to get some things fixed like on the car and a few things around the house or whatever now there's also this thought that uh, 
I also may just keep the probably keep the jaw for keep a second jaw for a few months. And if I have a little change left over, there's some things I want to do with the extra money that uh, will enhance other things, give me other opportunities, which is more important to me is those other opportunities because I don't I don't found out I found some th- information that that just very much intrigued me. So there's going to be those options out there. Now, uh, I get this call last night from a friend of mine, and, and this is funny, still on a personal level here, and she is bugging me about hooking me up with her, with a friend that she knows. She claims that uh, I'm, I'm, she found a perfect girl for me, and I keep telling her, nah, that's not true. That's impossible to you find a perfect girl for me. I'm kind of a, kind of a, especially at this time of year, I'm kind of a little bit of a tough to deal with. It's not an asshole, but I'm a little tough to deal with. I'm, I'm not the most, I'm not the nicest guy. And I think what it is is I'm, I'm very nice, but what, what happens is, is I'm not as nice as people assume that I will be. And I think it's smart for me to be that way because, uh, I don't want to get mentally abused, as some would say. <laughs> but um, I'm gonna end the show on that note. This is a little, little funny comedy for me. Um, but uh, yeah, thanks for listening. And um, um, like I said, we keep this uh, thing going, and uh, catch you next week. I did plan on doing a little college basketball talk, but I didn't get as much up on that. Especially with there's some still games going on, tournaments uh, getting ready to get started. So maybe we can talk a little bit about that next week. Uh, if not, then you know, we, so we can get prepared for March Madness. Uh, I will on my page, uh, like my page on Facebook, uh, uh, Not a Fakers, That Boy and Malcolm Show. Um, and uh, I, I will send you guys the the link. I mean, uh, I do. I have sent a bunch of you guys the invite. Yes, this is my podcast. That boy Malcolm, aka Malcolm Little, uh, and other names that people know me back as as when I was younger uh, under my real name. Uh, well, but thanks for listening. Uh, uh, catch you next week. <laughs>